You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday to you all. Hope you all are getting ready for a fun Memorial Day weekend ahead, but that doesn't stop the news here on Locked On Utes. Brian, where are we going here on this holiday weekend? Where we're going, we don't need roads, Jake. Because we're doc. going to talk we're going to talk about football schedules. <laughs> Listen, it's a family business. Doc Brown, Brian Brown, come on, man. We have to be related. Hey, I, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, we are going to talk about football schedules. A new hire, by the way, uh, for a pretty prominent program in the Utah Athletic Department. The women's soccer program has their new head coach. Wow, I, I'm interested to talk about this one. I'm very excited to talk about that. And where else are we going, Brian? We're going to wrap things up with talking about some action going on this weekend with both Utah baseball and also the women's track and field team is competing at the NCAA West Regionals. There's always something good to talk about when it comes to Locked on Utes, Utah Athletics, and the weekend, Jake. We're going to talk about the weekend. We're going to talk about barbecue. I can tell you about that mm. at some point here. Uh, today's show is brought to you in part by the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. There's no better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news than Locked On Pac-12. It's hosted by Cindy Robinson and Brian Brown as well. Follow Locked On Pac-12 on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, without further ado, let's dive on in on a Friday. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for May 28th, 2021. Thanks again for taking some time to join us here on Locked On Utes. We are your daily podcast focused on all things University of Utah Athletics. My name's Jay Catch. That right there is Brian Brown, the brown bear himself. Brian, what is up? How are you, my friend? Jake, I'm doing great. People don't know, but you can see right now I'm just surrounded by barbecues and meat. Okay, maybe not, but I wish I was. Hey, you should be. Let's be honest. It's that weekend, man. If, if, if I had my druthers, there would just be nothing but brisket and pork shoulders on this wall behind me. If I, if I walk about 20 feet from where I sit currently, I would be standing at my Blackstone with my Traeger right behind me and also my gas grill just behind that. I, I've, trust me, I, I, I'm looking forward to this weekend, man. We are going to be having a lot of fun at the Hatch household. Come on over, folks. We're going we're gonna to grill up some good food. Yeah, remind me off air what time I need to be there, or I'll just bring my sleeping bag and spend the whole just, weekend there. Just Uncle Brownie moving in. Just come on over. The kids would love it. They would love to have you come over, both my kids. They would have a blast. But uh, plenty to get to ahead on the show, Brian. Let's talk a little bit first, though, about how people can listen to this podcast. I think it's something that people don't realize that listening to the show, it's very simple, obviously. We want people to hit that follow button wherever they're listening in from, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, Spotify, a myriad of other podcasts providers. But Brian, our smart devices, whether it's a smart speaker you have at your home, your smartphone that you carry with you everywhere, all you got to do is tell it, play podcast Locked On Utes or play the Locked On Utes podcast. And by simply magic, all of a sudden our voices are right there for you guys. It is super, super simple. And we just wanted to kind of pass that along to you that may not realize how simple it can be to listen to this show. It really is. If you can't figure it out, call a youth (laughs) <laughs> the kid in the neighborhood yeah. next door to figure it out for you. It, it, I mean, we're preaching to the choir right now, but what we're saying is, is all of you out there listening in locked on Utland, go get your friends, tell your friends about me, T- 
Tell your family about us. Tell the guy at the gas station about us. If you see that guy with the big truck and the Utah stickers on the back, maybe don't tell him while he's driving, but when he gets out of the truck, definitely tell him about us. It's like one of those like little handmade signs. You just write on a piece of paper and just plastered in the window so they see, listen to Locked On Utes podcast. And they're going to look at you like, huh? The Locked On Utes ads. <laughs> Absolutely. Your guys, Family, isn't it about time with you and me just flashing the U? I love it. That's awesome. No, that's the thing. We, we do need your guys' help to continue to build this audience. It truly is. It's a labor of love of what we do, and your guys' support just means the world to us. All right, Brian, uh, let's actually get to some of the news going on with Utah. Let's start off on the Utah football front. Well, we are under 100 days away from kickoff. Uh, yesterday, I believe, was the official 100-day mark to the start of the football season. Utah is already under 100 days as they will uh, kick off a little bit earlier, obviously on that Thursday night against Weber State. But we did get some kickoff times for the Utes in the early part of the season. And depending on how you look at it, it's either good news or bad news. Sure. Uh, we. Uh, I think, should we start with the big game? Obviously, yeah, Utah Weber State. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go Wildcats. <laughs> great, great, great. Uh, no, the I think the big news is that it's Utah BYU at 815 again. So yep. buckle up, grab your caffeine, take a nap before the game, whatever it is that you got to do. Apologies to everybody who's going to be covering that game and will be up into the early, early hours of the morn. Hey, it me. Hey, that's me right here. It all of us, right? You know, one way or another, like, uh, we'll be there covering press conferences, asking questions, doing what we do. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully this is the kind of thing that Commissioner Kuyavkov, uh, uh, maybe not comrade, I don't, I do not speak the Russian well, but (laughs) hopefully new commissioner can help to end the late kick time. Okay, I'm not holding my breath on that front. I can tell you that much, Brian. It's gonna. It, this is, how, I think, how games are gonna go, especially in the case of Utah versus BYU. It's gonna be an eight fifteen, eight thirty kickoff. Whether it's on Fox Sports, whether it's on ESPN, it's going to be Pac twelve after dark. It's it's a prime game. It's an easy game to put there because you don't have programs and and cover years Utah and BYU fans. You don't have programs that are big enough to make demands on it yet. Yeah, um, it, it's an early season game too. Like so, you still got that late night audience. And listen, plenty of people are going to tune in and watch that game. Uh, the good news is it's on the big dog. It's on ESPN. So you know, sorry Kenny Maine, if you were still at ESPN, you'd be over on the Deuce again. Uh, but it's just, I think there's just a lot of frustration with the fact that these games, and, and it's, look, I mean, for Utah and BYU fans, it's not going to be the last time either, right? Sure. No, it's not. But the one thing about this, and this is just my opinion on it, Brian, yes, it is a late night, but it's early enough in the year. It's still September. The weather here along the Wasatch Front that time of year, by and large, is still spectacular. Uh, it should be glorious weather. 8.15, it's cooling down after what usually is a rather warm day it works out that fine it works out fine excuse me the the biggest qualm i have about the late night kicks as you get deeper into the season you get into mid-october or beyond that november even early december brian and if you're trying to kick off a game at 8 15 here along the wasatch front that's when it gets much more dicey in my world so 
I, I understand why they put the game at this time. Uh, by the way, the, the following week, their road game for Utah at San Diego State. It was an easy pickup here, I think, for CBS Sports Network. They probably saw Utah going to SDSU, said, okay, yeah, we're putting that on CBS Sports Network. It'll be a 5 o'clock Mountain Time kickoff. So that's 4 o'clock Pacific Time there in San Diego. That's a pretty prime slot, all things considered, Brian, considering you're going to a Mountain West school. I, I think so, and... and <laughs> Some of this is just Utah fans have been conditioned to to having it good in the Pac-12, sure. right? And so you can kind of point at well, CBS Sports Network's not really our thing, but it's a great it's a great time. Uh, you're going to be there at four o'clock if you're on if you're in California. That's a perfect time to go to a game because it'll probably be over by seven thirty, mm-hmm. and and that'll be perfect time to get into a traffic jam wherever it is that you're going next. <laughs> no, I joke, uh, but like I think that's the biggest part about it. It's those are the kind of if we're, I'm going to rant very slightly here. If the Pac-12 really wants to to fix this issue, that's the kickoff time that they need to establish, right? That five or six p.m. kickoff Mountain Time. So Absolutely. you're kicking at eight p.m. on the East Coast, six p.m. Mountain Time, five p.m. in the Pacific. That's the perfect slot, right? Sure, I I would love to see that slot be more of a prominent fixture for the Pac-12, and even if you have to. I don't know. Strong arms probably the wrong term to use in that, but in some cases you may have to strong arm your way into getting that slot. That would be the prime spot because 10:15 on the East Coast, Brian. Yeah, there are diehards who are going to stay up and watch the game, but there are a lot of there there are thousands, if not millions, who are going to be like. And I've had a long day already. I'm going to sleep, and you're not going to see that game. If you can get on their TVs, yeah, at 8.15, you're going to get a lot more folks, especially back there on the East Coast or in the Eastern Time Zone, who are going to be like, okay, stay up a little bit later, but they're, it's not 10 o'clock when the game's finally starting on in their world. Yeah, exactly, and I think where you really do put your foot down is how you play. I, sure. I think that's the biggest issue with the Pac-12 is, is it's got to be someone to carry the banner. We've talked about Oregon and USC. Yeah, they do have to represent, but maybe this is the year where Utah goes undefeated and and this is me being brutally, brutally optimistic and, and you know, ignoring completely that the Pac-12 South is really, really loaded with talent. But, um, you know, this is an opportunity for Utah to grab that that flag or that banner and, and try and do the best they can to carry the weight because, you know, people are really slow to recognize and acknowledge the fact that this is a team that's been to the conference championship uh, two years previous to COVID. Um and, you know, they're picked again to be top of the conference. Not the top, but at the top. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to it. It's good to see these game times coming out because it means the season's getting closer and closer. Just a couple of the notes for you guys who are listening. The Weber State home opener on September 2nd, that Thursday, it's going to be televised on the Pac-12 network. Kick time has not been established. It's my opinion, Brian, that's probably a 6 or a 7 o'clock kick, uh, just how things normally go on that opening Thursday night. And then also, in addition, Utah's game at Stanford on Friday, November 5th will start at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time on FS1. And then also both of Utah's games on October 9th at USC and Friday, November 26th at Colorado will be televised by either Fox or FS1. But kick times, as well as the designation of which channel, have not been determined for those games. And if you're good enough, if you're Utah, if they're as good as we think they could be, Brian, both of those games, at USC, at Colorado, easily could end up on Big Fox. Yeah, yeah and, and that's the hope, really, is that you have that kind of season to where you're finishing on the, the networks. Yeah, so we'll have to kind of wait and see how it all shakes out. But like I said, it's just good to have these game times because it means the season's on its way, folks. So get excited. 
we're under triple digits now, man. The countdown is on. It is way, way closer than it's ever been. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, trust me, I sit around all year long just waiting for football season, college football season in particular, to start. But it's great to think that it's, yeah, we're under the triple digit mark away from having the games back in our life. All right, coming up here in just a minute, Brian, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with the transfer portal. Two uh, new names have entered the portal recently we need to touch on. And, of course, any other news involving you. Utah will touch on in a little bit as well regards to a new soccer coach being hired for the Utah women's soccer program and also some pretty standout performances at the NCAA West preliminaries in track and field. So we'll get to all of that coming up on the show. But first, Brian, let's talk a little bit about our friends at Bet Online. You and I both know, and our listeners should know, it is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, no matter what your interest is, whether it's the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, you like golf, you like UFC, MMA, you want futures on college football and or NFL, they've got it all covered for you super easy to sign up you can do it on your laptop your mobile device your ipad Uh, you can fly a pigeon via carrier (laughs) to a neighbor to have them sign up for you with all the information written on its leg whatever the method you need to go about doing it bet online has made it really easy and i think the best part about it jake other than the fact that uh they have every sport that you could possibly want to bet on you know you and i talked about betting on cricket i saw cricket on there the other day Sweet. Hey, yeah, it's sticky wickets, right? And other <laughs> such terminology. <laughs> yep. We're going to learn it all. <laughs> we'll, we'll, the, we'll figure this out. I lose some money along the way, but we'll give it a shot. But that's the best part about betonline.ag, right? We'll yeah. throw that promo code locked on when we sign up and we'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So yeah. that's cricket money, baby. Exactly. Yeah. It's a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag. Like Brian said, use the promo code locked on 50% of whatever you deposit the first time is added right in there. And as Brian said, it's now your cricket money. So give it a shot guys. It's a great, great resource. Head to the website now, sign up and receive that 50% welcome bonus. Once again, with the promo code locked on is all courtesy of bet online as they are your online sports book experts. All right, folks, of course, the news involving the Utah football program never slows down, Brian, and the transfer portal, well, it both giveth and taketh, and in the case what we're going to talk about here, uh, very much, I think the recent news for Utah has been Utah very much taking from the transfer portal and getting a lot of talent out of it, but it does not mean that it's coming at the expense of losing at least two more names to the transfer portal, even if they might be not as highly thought of as the guys that are coming in, if that makes sense. No, I I think the interesting part about it is that Nick Billups is a kid that comes from San Clemente. Uh, That was a good decision by him to go try things out at Utah. He moved to safety. He wanted to play quarterback, uh, came to Utah. They gave him an opportunity to play quarterback. He walked on here, moved him over to safety. His heart just wasn't in it. That's fine. Uh, But I think what it is is it's indicative of the relationship that they still have with the staff down there at San Clemente. If San Clemente sounds familiar, it's probably because there's a lot of talent that comes out of there and comes up to Utah, whether it's Utah or BYU, Travis Wilson, Cole Fotheringham, Isaac Rex down at BYU. Mm-hmm. It, it's a good pipeline to have, and, and they do a good job down there. Uh, Chris Wilson, I think it's, it's interesting. You pointed out the other day in our, our little text back and forth, Jerry Tarkanian's grandson, uh, I, I think he caught a couple snaps during the spring game, if I remember correctly. Um, so it just walk-ons in, walk-ons out. It, like, it is what it is. We, you always appreciate that those kids give the U an opportunity and that the U gives them an opportunity to come in and work. 
you wish them the best. And I think the, the fun and fascinating part about it is to see where they end up and getting the opportunity to cheer them on at other places. I think sports can be, I don't want to say uh, they can be burdensome at times, not burdensome is probably the wrong word, but like it makes it just like we talked about with gambling. It just makes it more fun when you have emotions invested in it. Yeah. And that's the one thing I, I think is you, you bring in walk-ons to any football program because it's an opportunity for these young men to come and improve themselves. And we have seen from Utah multiple times over that Kyle Whittingham, if a guy proves that he is worthy of a scholarship, he will reward them in short order with said scholarship. And you, you do reward, you also want to say, hey, thank you for coming and giving things a shot. Because a kid like Nick Billups, you mentioned the fact that he played quarterback in high school. He's a guy who's used to having the football in his hands. He comes to Utah and they say, hey, we're going to try out in the defensive secondary. And he decides, you know what? I want to play quarterback. It's the position I played all growing up. It's what I played in high school. I want to have the ball in my hands. You can't blame a kid like that. And you wish him well and hope he finds the right landing spot for himself. Chris Wilson, same type of a deal. He came to Utah. He's given it an honest effort and probably kind of sees the writing on the wall and says, you know what? I gave it a shot here. It hasn't worked out. But it does not mean it's the end of my playing career. I'm just going to go find another landing spot for myself. Maybe he ends up at Weber State, right? Or or SEU or Dixie State or someplace like that. And it would be fun to follow him along. But, uh, you know, you only get one shot at this thing. And, and I think for a kid like Billups, if he really does want to play quarterback, it's worth it for him to follow that and pursue it. Uh, uh, we saw it with Caressa you know, going to Portland state to play quarterback yep. uh, a few years ago and, and, and fulfilling that desire and that dream. And, you know, for, for a guy like me that played offensive line, maybe it's not a big deal to switch around and, and play guard or tackle or center uh, for guys that grew up and, and always wanted to be quarterbacks. It probably is a little bit different. It is because so much of football anymore, Brian, and you know, this as well as anybody, we watch a lot of it. Quarterbacks are so integral to the success or failure of a football game because they, they're, they're one of two players on any given play who handles the ball. If you're a center, of course you're handling the ball because you're, you're snapping it to whoever the quarterback is. And the quarterback, they, they're controlling all the action. And when you have been at the controls of an offense like that, I can completely understand why you would be like, okay, I gave it a shot. The secondary was fun. Uh, obviously... Utah thought highly enough of Nick Billups' ability to transition to the other side of the football. They felt like it was worth giving it a shot. And he felt like, you know what, I'm going to go find a place where I can just have the ball back in my hands. That's what I want to do. I think that you're right in the fact that they might find themselves at a lower division, but if, like Alex Caressa, you get that opportunity to live your dream and play quarterback once again and go and upset Washington State on the road like Alex Caressa, you might as well go do it. Yeah, and, and I think it's also indicative of just how deep the talent pool is at the University of Utah, right? Yeah. Like, like that a guy like Nick Billups, you know, we saw, I think, earlier in the week, Cooper Justice announced that he was going to play at a JC for this year, make him into a potential bounce-back candidate. Um, so, like, that's just – that that's what happens when you start to load up on talent like the University of Utah has. Yeah, so we wish uh, both guys the best of luck as they move forward in their careers. Uh, I just I, I hope that all of them get their opportunity because I think you made a very savvy point a little bit earlier on, Brian, is you have a limited amount of time. There's a finite period here in college for these guys to play the sport they love. Many of us didn't play past the high school level like myself. You were lucky enough to play into, the, into college, but at some point football ends, and if you have an opportunity to keep playing it, Take advantage of it because once it's gone, it's gone forever.
take advantage of it. You, you just you have to because, like like I mentioned, I'm, I'm just beating a dead horse here. It's just it's going to go away, and you're not going to put those pads back on, and you will miss it. Well, I think you and I are both talking a lot from experience there too, right? Yeah. And and for any, I think anybody out there that's listening that played ball at, at whatever level, like you know that you miss it, and so give it what you got. And then you know, I think the other part of it too is that like Utah is going to continue to reload and walk on. Oh yeah, this is not no. this is not the end of the pipeline. It's not an indication of anything bad. I can tell you that much. It's just it's just kind of it's it's just how things go in the sport. So best of luck to both of them as they move on with whatever is next. And there's always the chance that they could come back. We've seen that before guys deciding to withdraw from the portal so best of luck to both guys as they move on with their careers now all right we will wrap up the week wrap up the show on a friday here in just a moment catch up on the other news in in utah sports baseball final weekend of games uh, with bill kinneberg set to retire a new coach hired for utah women's soccer we'll touch on all that news here in just a few moments brian first let's talk about you and i we, we talk about this company more often fair i feel like than anything else that we talk about in our everyday life and that's our good friends at built bar jake would it surprise you to know that i actually have a built bar order that i'm filling out right now in front of me no not at all i got i got a i got a nice uh haul myself earlier this week of built bars and i gotta say brian it's always fun to see all those different uh packages the different flavors and whatnot and think oh yeah we got them yeah, and it's, I mean, Built Bar's going the full Nike treatment where they're starting to release the uh, the coveted flavors now once in a cycle. It uh-huh. was orange today in a flash sale. That's why I signed up for the uh, text alerts to make sure that I get all my favorites uh, because it is, I mean, <laughs> here's the sad part about it, Jake. It's become such a, a uh, essential part of my day that I'm like, hmm, okay, now that I got my Built Bar out of the way, what do I go for for my second treat? <laughs> sure. I, I, Hey, I'm with you on that. But, folks, we want to encourage you guys to take advantage. Built Bars are absolutely incredible. High protein, high fiber, low sugar, low calories. They are the perfect healthy snack when you have a little bit of like, like that sweet craving. It's healthy for you guys. Give them a shot. They're covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Brian and I endorse them 115% because we absolutely love them. You can go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, by the way, and save 15% off your next order. You heard that right. Locked 15 for 15% off your next order. Get on it now. Take advantage of it and go over to Built Bar. Order your Built Bars now and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars anywhere. All right, folks, holiday weekend upon us, but there's still Utah news that we need to recap before we close out a Friday show. Let's start off with a hire for the Utah women's soccer program. Brian, this coming down yesterday evening, Hideki Nakata is the new head coach of the Utah women's soccer program. And crazy enough to me, Brian, I had to completely space this, just the third coach all time of the Utah women's soccer program now. Yeah, it's wild, and I think it speaks to the run that Rich Manning had at the University of Utah and the success that he had up there and really the job that he did. And perhaps we didn't do as good a job as we should have honoring him and talking about him, uh, but that is the the role now that Hideki Nakata has to step into and, and fulfill. Uh, Rich Manning brought the program from the Mountain West into the Pac-12. They had a few really successful seasons, and now it's up to uh, – to Hideki to really expand on that and, and make an impact. And I think he has the kind of resume where that's very potentially 
possible. Yeah, Nakata's background, he spent the past seven years on the farm out there at Stanford. He helped guide the Cardinal to two national championships in 2017 and 2019. Five consecutive Pac-12 championships between 2015 and 2019. Just pretty impressive. By the way, the overall record for Stanford during his seven years, Brian, this is just crazy. 132 wins, 15 losses, and 10 ties. That is dominance. Yeah, it is. And I like I think that's the kind of person that you want stepping into this role, right? Someone who understands how to dominate, how to control, how to build and and Utah has a lot of potential I think as a soccer program that the, there was an article earlier in the week on ESPN Insider ranking the basketball jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, I think all the good parts about any program at the University of Utah are, are very similar, right? It's it's a one of the better academic institutions now. They've really grown a lot in that respect. It is a beautiful campus. You, you really can't argue that. And Utah is just a beautiful state in general, no matter really where you go. But the campus is great. The facilities, the soccer, the new soccer stadium is great. They've really committed a lot of funding to that. You know, there's a lot of opportunity there. And, and so there is potential to build a program here. And I think women's soccer is probably not the same as like men's basketball where, you know, there are certain things that, that are part of the cachet. You could build a juggernaut here without it, without a doubt. Yeah. So uh, I'm really intrigued by Nakata's hire. Cause he's got all of the different things that all the boxes feel like they're being checked here. He's actually previously a, a region co- assistant coach of the year. Done some incredible things. Also uh, coached at Marquette as well as Idaho State. Uh, formerly uh, played for the University of San Francisco for two seasons in 2001 and 2002. I, I actually I think this is a very savvy hire, and I got to tip my cap to Mark Harlan. If you can go get a guy of this guy's caliber, speaking of Hideki Nakata, you do it every time. Hundred percent, and I think it's just it's a great opportunity, and. and I think it's really indicative of the stamp that Mark Harlan is putting on the athletic department overall, uh, the culture that he wants to establish there, the the expectations, and and how he really feels about the athletic department and the programs in general. Absolutely. All right, Brian, let's talk about uh, women's track and field for a moment here. You were looking this up. A number of women athletes at the NCAA West Regionals in College Station, Texas this week. How are the youths doing so far? Yeah, it's it's so it started things out today. Um, uh, it'll run through Saturday. The youths are going to have ten student athletes that are competing there in the West Regionals uh, in events like the eight hundred meter, the five thousand meter, the ten thousand, and the four by four hundred. It's a, a plethora of athletes from the U. Um, three standouts that will be uh, competing in preliminaries for the second time in their career with Brooke Manson and Poppy Tank and uh, Sarah Newton, who is now qualified for three straight NCAA West Regionals. Uh, that will all be out there making their impact. So it, it's exciting to see um, the youths that are there uh, that are competing. Yeah, Poppy Tank finishing fourth in the semifinal for the women's uh, 10,000 meter. That's a great accomplishment for her. Uh, so looking for more results as the tournament continues and, and hoping for positive results as more and more the, the ladies compete out there in Texas. Yeah, so best of luck to them. And then the one final note before we go here, Brian, is, of course, Utah. Bill Kinnenberg, we talked about him earlier on this week. He is retiring after this weekend's series. I thought it was a really, really cool gesture by the Utah Athletic Department to open up uh, all of the admission for free this weekend so they can get out and support the Utes. Uh, 
wish Bill Kinneberg the best as he moves on into retirement. That was a really, really classy gesture. So if you guys have an opportunity, go out and watch the Utes take on USC in baseball this weekend and uh, send your salutations to Coach Kinneberg. Absolutely. Take a day trip up to Ogden. That area of Ogden is delightful with plenty of good food establishments. If you need recommendations, you know where to find them at Brown Bear SLC on Twitter. Absolutely. Follow the show on social media as well at Locked on Utes. And if you guys want barbecue, you know where to come, whether it's Brian's house or my house, we'll have it going all weekend long for you guys. But until next time, we'll be back with you guys. Oh, Brian, by the way, let's tease ahead a little bit. The month of June, what are we doing in the month of June for our listeners? I know we're not there yet quite, quite yet, but what are we going to be doing? I think it's going to be kind of a fun project here. Yeah, I've been teasing this for a month now, hoping that the news would finally break. And and we are going to throttle things back a little bit. We're probably going to drop maybe three to four episodes a week moving forward. We'll we'll let you know uh, what exactly that schedule will look like come June. Uh, but we're going to count down the 10 biggest moments in the Pac-12 era for specifically Utah football and also for Utah athletics as a whole as we enter into the 10th anniversary in July of Utah joining the Pac-12. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to this ten. project. 10 years. We got 10. 10 years. Crazy to think. But, yeah, there's plenty to recap and look back on. We'll have some fun with that throughout the month of June. All right, Brian, any final thoughts from you before we go? Everybody have uh, fun tonight. Everybody wing chung tonight. <laughs> there we go. I like it. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for May 28, 2021, and we will talk to you guys on Monday. <laughs>